Welcome back, team. You are listening to week seven of Fantasy Saints on the No Sports Podcast. I am Brian, and joining me today is someone I'm very excited about because he has a perspective I think we could use right now as Saints fans dealing with certain offensive struggles. Daryl Rollo, welcome to the show. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you prefixed that by saying that I like a terrible team and I've gotten used to them losing a lot. (laughs) Well, there's definitely a little bit more of dimensions to that. I think the first dimension I would like to touch on is your fantasy dimension. How are you doing fantasy-wise this year? I'm not doing bad. I I try not to play a bunch of leagues because I feel like the more leagues I play, the more it makes it not exciting. So Hmm. I limit myself to two a year. And uh, I'm probably, like, I think I'm in third place in one. And in the other one, I think I'm just cruising around the middle, you know somewhere around five or six. So I'm not disappointed this season. You know, I'm actually, uh, I'm pretty into it this year. Like, uh, like I feel like uh, down the stretch though, I'm, I'm seeing some big red flags coming for my team though in the future. Oh yeah. Um, anything glaring that we could potentially help out with you right now, or is it uh, more of just a, a complex well, my situation? Back, <laughs> my running back situation has just been, I've been, str- I've basically here my best in my best fantasy team. The only way I've survived is through wide receiver play. I have, uh, I is have, that the league we're in with your wife, Millie? Yes. I, <laughs> yeah. have, I have Devonte Adams. I have uh, Keenan Allen, and I have Christian uh, Kirk. And between those three guys, not this week, but before that, they've been well, balling out. Yeah, Keenan's been doing and, great. And saving my team from some pretty poor quarterback and running back play. Also, my tight end is just – I'm cruising with Kyle Komet right now. Like, mm. It's just – it's not looking good, you know. Like, I, I think I got lucky to squeeze – I think I'm three and two now after this week. Or three and three, maybe. I can't remember, but um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, buddy, that you're struggling here. Uh, maybe we could talk a little after the show about m- more vaguely unspecific fantasy things. But for this, uh, this is a show we talk fantasy Saints. This is where we cover the Saints games and the fantasy players around them. Did you watch the Saints game this I week? Did. Yes. Uh, and, strongly, in fact, and, like, I gave up on it twice, Brian. You give up on it twice. Yeah, I, like I flipped the channel in one of those ways where you think if you flip it, they'll come back. You know. Yeah. Like you're disgruntled, but you're also like trying to play the odds. You know. Yeah. But it didn't work out for me, and they also ruined my parlay for the week. You know. Oh, dude, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, as everyone should know by now, the Saints definitely uh, broke our hearts. Back to breaking our hearts after giving us so much hope last week. They lost to the Texans, the Texans of all teams, thirteen to twenty. Um, I projected the Texans to get 17 last week and they got close to that with 20, but man, our offense just completely, um, just drop no pun intended, drop the ball. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Especially when it counted. Um, when it counted, it was a problem. Like they could, like they were good for it. Like they're still good for big plays. You know, they're an exciting team to watch. But there needs to be some uh, some end zone getting into. We got to get in some touchdowns. You know. Well, so it, admittedly, um, I I came into the game at halftime. I missed the first half, and so I caught it right you know right at the beginning of the third. Um, but I did get a, a statistic put in front of my face that caught my attention, and and that's the Texans really dominated the time of possession the first half. 
I didn't get to yeah. see it, but they they sat on the ball a lot. Like they they ran the ball because they put up a ton. Like they put up a good amount of running yards against our offense. Like I think this yeah. was the, one of the most running yards they've had against our team this season. I would have think I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So th- once I saw that, I voiced it many times on the show. Like if if our defense is out there too much too early, they're going to get gassed. So I, I once I saw that statistic, I w- I kind of. I didn't want to say I checked out, but I definitely was like, well, it feels like this is going to be a lost cause because, um, yeah, that's what I kind of saw on uh, the second half was just a gas defense. And apparently our offense line went from like paper thin to like shredded paper thin <laughs> over the course of the first half. We lost Penning, Pete, Jane, mm-hmm. I mean, like all these people started just falling, dude. And it's like, like it was bad. And it was on popsicle sticks and glue as it was. Yeah. So Carr, like I, I saw it again. Like, I don't think I didn't see it in the first half because we didn't have the ball that much in the first half. But what I did get to see was, man, Carr was just under pressure anytime we had the ball. I think it was like five or six offensive drives that didn't result in like a score, I, I, from yeah. if I recall. And the statistics again show that we're leaning on Kamara way too much. Yeah, like, it, it seems like we're just dumping the ball off to Kamara at every chance, letting him carry it. And he's—I don't want to say getting beat up. He seems to be popping up pretty well, but you know that's gonna—that's gonna show up over time. So I'm—I'm I'm really worried about it. And you know, one of the most glaring things is all the post-game interviews and like talkings and the veteran players really came out and kind of like called out some of the younger players. Did you hear all that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those kind of guys. I, I dig that shit. Like, I think that's cool. Like for them to like gut check some of these younger players. So I don't know if everyone's giving it their all this year, you know, there was some sloppy tackles, yeah. you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff like, I don't know, like penalties too. Like a lot of that stuff needs to be cleaned up. You know? Yeah. And we'll we'll dig into some of the specific players that um they could have been talking about or alluding to. The coaches need to get a, a grip on it too. It's you know it's not just like players potentially not putting in the work. Uh, the coaches definitely need to you know not be so damn complicit in this and light a fire under their ass. Like Dennis Allen and P. Carmichael just aren't fire in the belly kind of guys. You know. No. No. And, I- I'm very familiar with Dennis Allen because I'm a Raiders fan. Ah, yeah. See, all right. So that's that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on um, because you are a Raiders fan and a big part of the Raiders for the past few years has been quarterback Derek Carr, who may or may not be part of our offensive struggles right now. That's what I'm excited to talk to you about. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the fantasy kind of portion of it. We yeah. we both agree kind of what we saw with the game. It's disappointing, but like it's pretty clear what the issues are, like a paper thin offense, like some of the players not putting in like the work and clearly coaching is still an issue. But despite our loss in the real world, my fantasy Saints team pulled out a win this past weekend, week awesome, six. Man. I don't know how it happened. Because, uh, well, first off, we won 104 
0.58 to 81.64 against Team Tyler. They had the likes of Mahomes, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, who was left on the bench, but it wouldn't have mattered because he put up 20 points, which, you know, do the math there. He also had Jamar Chase, uh, you know, again, down to injury, but like, you know, that's part of the team. Chris Godwin, Kittle, Montgomery, David Montgomery. And on the bench, he had Jerome Ford and Rahamandre, Nico Collins. So there was a little bit of like, poor coaching involved there on his part but yeah. for the for the most part that's a, i'm gonna call this one a blessing from the fantasy gods like i don't i don't think i would have put in anybody potentially better myself so it's kind of like a toss-up fantasy god blessing there i'm very happy with that. so let me ask you a question how many wins do you have in total with your saints all saints team okay so that was my second one of the season so right now i'm two and four all right and uh, again like I think I'm like bottom two and points for and like bottom two and points against. So I'm just getting hella lucky with these wins, but I'll take yeah. them, you know? Yeah, for sure. So with that, the first position, obviously in our fantasy lineup is quarterback Derek Carr. And let's, let's have a, a conversation about your boy, my boy, our boy. Now in this game, he put up 16.32 points for me. It was like what? 300 plus yards. Like he aired it out and he got it to a lot of, a lot of different targets, a lot of different receivers and seven, seven different targets he hit. And with that, he hit my projection from last week of 10 to 20 points, but what went wrong? All right, check it out. I mean, one One of the glaring things that I'm looking at right now is he was 32 for 50. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of chunk in the ball, man. Yeah. Oh, and again, I'm we're going to talk about some players specifically who missed the, a lot of those who could have been like a game changer for him. Right. Uh, yeah, 353 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, it's just, I mean, you almost don't want to give him the, you know, the 353 is nice, but if you're throwing it 50 fucking times, dude. Well, at least he's getting rid of the ball. I'm excited that he's not taking sacks as much. But, man, this this kid's under pressure. Yeah, I mean, he's constantly under the gun. There's no time where he gets any time to breathe or anything. When he was at the Raiders, and I didn't follow the Raiders too closely, so this is where I want your expertise. When he was with the Raiders, how thin was their offensive line <laughs> throughout his career? That was the the season we went to the to the champ or not the championship, the but we got made it to the end of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, we had uh, homeboy in our center position. What was his name? The one that freaked out and scared everybody at the funeral home. You remember them talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, dude. It was like, well, I, oh, I can't remember his name now. But I have to look that up. Scared, everybody was scared of him. Here, let me look it up. Well, but nonetheless, um, how did he perform under pressure back then? Like, because he, he is a veteran quarterback, but he's never been. I don't think he's been an Has he been an all star? Has he been on like the, uh, one of those? Uh, yeah, like, he's been, he's been to the uh, he's been to the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah. He can make the throws. Okay. Oh. Richie Incognito, remember that? <laughs> That's a great name. No, I do not. Oh man, he was. See, you're crazy. the you're the Raiders fan, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So Incognito, he wasn't with us the whole time, but he came. But I mean, he did some pretty impressive. Like when they had him in center and a couple other guys, uh, that was uh, Carr's like most comfortable season. The only thing bad with Carr, and the only thing I think that he don't get a fair shake on, is he's had to learn like five systems now. You know, yeah. in like eight years, and that's just like. 
it's just a lot, dude. Now he's trying to learn this system, and I feel like he's making the throws, but like they're just not being very effective in the red zone right now. But I would like – it would be nice if he could have a couple of seconds, you know, just two maybe. Yeah, it seems like the Texans really game-scripted well against us to do exactly what I feel was what would be needed to keep oh, the no Saints – like just put pressure on the line, keep car limited, keep our run game limited, and keep – our defense on the field as much as possible early as possible. And that's what yeah. they did. Yeah, um, we were outcoached. There's no question about it. They outcoached. So do you don't think he's ever – you? so his best year was the year he had the most protection. That's something, obviously, a note I'm hearing very loud and clear that we need to address. Um, but do you ever see him being like a, a leader – of any type, like a, a Drew, not necessarily a Drew Brees, but like it feels like Jameis Winston's almost a, a more vocal leader on the team than Derek Carr, and that's not great. I don't know if he's had enough time to sink in. I know when he was with the Raiders in Oakland and in Vegas, he was very involved in the community. Uh, so do we need to love him more? Do we need to, <laughs> do we need no, to start? I, he, I don't know if he settled in just yet, you know, as okay. far as the foundation work and all the – I want to say, yeah, I believe he can be that guy. I just don't think he's had enough time to like get himself rooted in the community and everything like mm-hmm. that. But he may be thinking right now that I may not even have get the time to be rooted into this community. You know? Shit. So I think we do need to show Carr a little bit more love. I think we need to trust Carr a little bit more and uh, appreciate I mean, he can make the throws. I've seen him. Yeah, no, it. we we've seen it. We've seen it. Um, the problem here right now, I think, is uh, some players are not making the catches when we needed it. But like yeah. at the same time, I'm not seeing Carr make any like needle or pinhole. Like he's not a sniper. He's got the arm, but he's not a sniper. You know, right? You're right. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about next week uh, for Carr here in a bit. But like as far as this past week goes, running back number one, Kamara, he hit my 15 point floor. He delivered 17.4 points. He is the workhorse in the running game and the passing game. Like he's pretty much a dynamic bell cow for our team right now. And that concerns me fantasy wise. I'm loving it. But as a, again, I've mentioned this before as a saints fan, like I'm worried about this usage. Yeah. It's uh it's troubling. I mean, he went 19 carries 68 yards. Yeah. That's a lot of pounding. Plus, he caught seven passes, and that was like on you know in twenty two the week before. Like, yeah, he's getting used a unfortunate amount. I'd like to see a little relief on him, and that goes into my RB two, who hit below my five point projection. He only got two point two points, but we again we were playing from behind a good amount of that game, so there wasn't much of a run game, and what little there was, it was mostly Kamara, and that got held in check. So, he, you know, I, I can see why this didn't work out for Kendra Miller this this week. So that was a little bit of a bum bummer, but it's, again, pretty obvious why. Wide receiver one, Alave, hit yeah. with my 15-point floor, 16.6 points. He missed a couple, but he still got seven for 10 for almost 100 yards. I was really hoping more from our top guy, but, like, all in all, like a serviceable day. I I don't think he's the biggest issue on the team. It seems like maybe these veterans were throwing a little shade at him, but I don't necessarily see why when he's still outperforming or performing better than most other receivers, all other receivers on our team. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not too upset with Alave. If he can get better, I would love to see that. So if the veterans are calling out, calling him out, I hope he hears it. 
Speaking of one of those veterans, our wide receiver two on our fantasy Saints team, Michael Thomas. He got close to my 10 points uh, that I was projecting him to. He got 9.5. Um, and that's pretty much been the case for him like all season. Like yeah, it's, it no. seems like six receptions, 50 to 60 yards. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe a touchdown. I don't think he has one yet, but like I, I, I think worries. he's filling his role. I have some worries that Carr's going to get this man killed at some point, though. Some of those over the middle shots he's taken are. Brutal. Oh, yeah. Well, again, back to the note that like Carr's not necessarily a sniper. I mean, he can get the ball to Thomas, and thank God we have Thomas. I can't guard him. He's a beast. He's making these jumps and like making these grabs under pressure himself. So kudos to Thomas. But like, yeah, he's he's been pretty reliable for that role. So fantasy wise, I'm confident with that wide receiver too. I'd flex him pretty much moving forward if you have him in like a regular, regular league that's not all Saints team. Um, our tight end. This is one of those games where it paid off to start Hill. I, you know, we've talked about it before, plenty on this podcast that we're kind of forced to play Hill just because of his utilitarian nature. He can play most positions. Um, And this is one of those weeks where he kind of got to really shine as a tight end more than anything, surprisingly, but he got a QB play and a running back play. So there was a, there was points in it there. This is, it's the kind of game you like to see from him. So it's good to see Carr and Hill making a connection because he is a good receiver. He's just, he's just as Kamara athletic, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude. He's just an overall, like, I don't know. He's he's close to, I mean, like, he is the true definition of a flex, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, if, he's like a flex tight end. Yeah, ATV kind of player, all-terrain player. And again, like, because of that, we're kind of forced into that playing him each week, week to week, until, like, Carr develops chemistry. And it's weird because Carr had Moreau on the Raiders, so you think he wow. would be, right? You'd think so, right? But that's not what's happened. I thought that was going to be a nice little security blanket for Carr. Yeah, and Carr loved his Darren Waller. He did love his Darren Waller. Man, so I, I'm I'm surprised to see. I, I it, it does feel like Carr is kind of like trying to pick which tight end he likes the most, and he's kind of coming to the same conclusion that I am that like, oh, it's it's going to have to be Hill. <laughs> it's going to have to be Taysom Hill. He's the biggest athlete we have. I agree. This is the position that it's the most confusing because I think this is what the the veterans were talking about. I have in my flex our wide receiver three on the depth chart, uh, Rashid Shahid. Okay. And this game, again, very confusing because it feels like everything was kind of targeted towards kind of like him and potentially like offensive line players that were trying to step up, maybe a few defensive players. But the defense did all right. We'll talk about them in a second. But Shahid hit my projection at 18.3 points um that wasn't my specific projection but with that you know clearly solid fantasy production but he got only what was it two out of six receptions and he got 85 yards so he missed four balls and again i didn't see a lot of them but those 18 points could have easily been 40 points you know yeah for sure it's, it feels like speed and athleticism has gotten him this far. And if what the veterans are saying is true, this guy needs to like re- learn his routes a little better and maybe be where he should be when car chunks that ball and be right. a little bit more ball present. Because again, like, man, like this could have been like a breakout day for Shahid. And he ended up just like kind of fumbling it and checking out himself. Yeah, true. 
is again i didn't see the first half is that what you saw in the first half because that's kind of what i saw in the second half like he didn't seem like he was into it yeah it wasn't like inspired route running by no means and like you said he dropped four balls you know that's just you know yeah this could have been an mvp game for him and he had every opportunity to do so and he just didn't targets and the opportunities he just didn't come through with the he didn't cash in you know yeah, uh, it's hard to say in our next position position of kicker, a groupie, because, again, he's new to the team. I don't know if the veterans are calling him out and saying he, need, he needs to practice more, but he also had a very disappointing day. He only put up seven points. You know, not a bad day for a fantasy kicker, but, again, like, he had two field goals that he could have gotten us. Right. Uh, he Well, he missed two. First off, he missed two of, what, four? Yeah. And um, I don't know what happened. I guess the Texas crowd got to him, but like he could have been a game difference maker for us, like very easily. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Like, uh, I mean, he's. I mean, you can't you can't get a buy in this league kicking fifty percent, dude. No, the uh, this was a this was making me question groupy kind of day. I'm hoping you know next week is a little bit better, but like, whew, man. What a tough day for a kicker. I, again, I, I'm losing a little confidence in him. Blake hmm? Where'd you guys find Blake Groupie at? Was he drafted or? Ooh, I don't know. I don't think he was drafted. I think he, we picked him up um, free agency, I guess. Never heard of him before. Well, he was good enough to replace Lutz. He's a very small man of only not, you know, that's not small, but he's only like five, seven. He looks very tiny out there. So I'm a big fan of him just for, you know, being a unique character on the football field. But um, he's clearly a good kicker. He's a professional, but for whatever reason, this this game just got to his head, and he missed a few. Uh, I think the Texas crowd did bring it. From what I saw on TV, like they they were pretty loud. So, uh, kudos to the Texans crowd. You got to our young kicker. Anyway, our defense. Uh, yeah, our defense also kind of disappointed this week. They only put up five points. I was projecting them to hit around fifteen twenty. Man, a, a young quarterback once again worked us. Yeah, CJ got y'all pretty good, dude. Well, just like Jordan Love, man. I mean, it was the most rush yards on us all season. Not that CJ was the one rushing. Their pass game was, I guess, kept in check to a degree. But nonetheless, CJ was still able to find like guys when it counted. Well, from what I saw, again, like it sounds like most of their offense was out on the field most of the first half. So, yeah. um do you have did you do any rookie quarterbacks in any of your leagues this season? Because it seems like that was hit or miss, and CJ might end up being the one to have had. Yeah, I did not I did not do any rookie quarterbacks. Even in my sleeper or my keeper league, I didn't even uh I yeah. went uh the the youngest quarterback I got was uh uh Trevor Lawrence. Or that's right, right? Well, he, he's not the you know he's not a rookie, but like that could be the youngest quarterback you have. Um, it. Again, it looks like these young kiddo quarterbacks are just gassing our defense. I don't know what else to say other than that. But I mean, if we we should be able to win holding any team under twenty points, our I offense agree. should have put up more than what we did. Yep. But man, like we got to figure it out with rookie quarterbacks. Again, I I think our, a lot of our defensive woes go away once our offense is clicking, especially that time of possession. And again, I think the Texans just kind of figured it out by wearing us down early. Yeah, just the amount of time they're on the field is just too much, man. Like by the time the second half comes around, they're gas. Yeah, it's 
not a pretty sight, but again, like there's clear opportunities to improve moving forward. We just got to get it right. Maybe not necessarily for the O-line. I think that might just be a a lost cause unless we pick someone up or trade for someone or I don't know what to do there. But I mean, I think coaching can be addressed. I think, you know, these players can start putting in the work and being working a little harder now that these veterans have called them out. But moving forward into next week, week seven, we play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here we go. With Rawr. Trevor Lawrence, looks like he's not going to make the game. Right? Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, you, you said you have Trevor Lawrence, and he's not going to be – he doesn't he look does like he's going to play next week? That he's going to play. I don't think I would have started him anyways. I also have Stafford. I think I would have started Stafford over him. Uh, again, yeah. The Saints. Yeah, the Saints. He's pretty nasty. Yeah, so I don't think I would have started him. He would have benched it anyways. But, uh, I mean, he's had fly. The only day he really, like, uh, delivered for me was their London game, the second London game. Oh, when he had to show out when the NFL needed him to show out? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, let's talk. We'll get to how our defense will perform against Trevor here in a minute. But as far as the offense goes – um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have a pretty middle of the pack defense. They're relatively better against the run. So I, I, you know, I'm worried with the way our run game has been kind of figured out, so to say that they could do kind of what the Houston team did and keep the D on the field early and wear us down and then pressure our, you know, quarterback and O-line later in the game. Right. Uh, especially with being slightly better against the run that, you know, that worries me. <laughs> yeah. Car should again get plenty of opportunities. I, I it should be very similar again to the Texans game. I think I would like to not see 50, but hell yeah, if he does for fantasy purposes. Yeah, um yeah. it's really gonna depend on how we re- tape up, duct tape up our offensive line this week. And it's gonna be a short week, if I recall. We play Thursday, right? You play Thursday. Yeah. So this is gonna be it could be tough. I, I We really got to avoid what we did this past week. Hopefully the wide receivers can step it up a little bit because, again, Shahid easily could have won us that game. He easily could have put the team on his back and won us that game and been like a fantasy star, even though I won anyway. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I'm projecting that Derek Carl put up about 17 points. I think he's going to do a little better than he did this past week but not potentially too much. I think we might just kind of be figured out. I think our weaknesses might be figured out and 15, 16, 17 might be about Derek Carr's floor, but it also might be close to a ceiling right there in that range too. What, how do you feel about that? I feel like you're dead on the money with that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's what I expect out of him right now with the amount of pressure he's on there normally under snap, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you may get a couple of flashes of some brilliant games out of him this year. I'm hoping he has a couple of those in his chamber, you know, yeah. where he well, just if- comes out and really balls out, gives y'all something to look forward to in the future and stuff. But I think right now he's scratching 16, 17 points tops. Well, if he can just be consistent fantasy wise, I'll I can be happy with that. It's disappointing, especially with the weapons he has around him. Uh, speaking of wow. which, uh, weapon number one, Alave going to be playing him obviously as my wide receiver one next week. And again, I think he's a good wide receiver one option. He clearly, even on like bad days, he has a 15 point floor and Jacksonville is pretty bad against the pass. They've given up 37 points to wide receivers 
this season. So that's 50. I'm thinking 20 for probably Alave, maybe, you know, 10 for Thomas. I don't know. We'll see how that divvies up. I think we're going to be able to potentially carve them up in the air if our wide receivers can get it together. So I think Alave has a 15 point floor, but man, he could break out. He could really, he could get that Shahid number that I think are the, the opportunity that Shahid got this past week. Also, um, coming back from London and everything, that Jacksonville secondary soft. I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think you could pick them apart. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, man. But I kind of said the same thing about the Texans. If, if the pressure, if they just, if they just neglect pass protection and just rush the shit out of car, he's going to make a potentially terrible throw to a wide receiver who might not be aware fully of the route he's running so (laughs) that's the situation we're kind of dealing with right now one person we don't have to worry about though is our wide receiver too michael thomas i think 10 point floor he's probably going to get six receptions 60 yards five receptions 50 yards somewhere right in there yeah comfortable with it i'm happy with that as a wide receiver too again consistency i like to see that a running back one kamara he's the workhorse of our team i think he's going to get anywhere from 15 to 20 points it just on the volume, man, it's, again, unfortunate that we're working him as much as we are. But fantasy-wise, you love to see it. He's getting pass work, run work. And, you know, Jacksonville has given up 16 points a game average to running back. So Kamara should get most of that. Yeah, Kamara. Yeah, I I'm, I agree with all of that for sure. Kamara's going to have a big day, I think. Yeah, I, he's been having a big day. Um, This is an interesting one because – I don't know what the situation is yet. I've been playing Kendra Miller. He's been a uh, very hyped up rookie and he has flashed pretty. He has flashed moments of greatness pretty clearly to me, um, but he's going to be limited moving forward as long as Kamara is the focal point, especially right. if we are playing ahead or behind. It really doesn't matter. Kamara is going to get those pass looks and the running looks, but this is, this is the, Tricky part, Williams, Jamal Williams, the running back, the number one touchdown score from last year from Detroit. He comes back to our team, potentially. He's eligible to come off IR. So if if he plays, I think Williams could be up to 10 points. I think he's probably going to – huh? I said, okay. Well, here's what I'm thinking. I think if Kendra Miller plays, he's probably going to get in the neighborhood of five points. I know he kind of disappointed this past week. I think we're going to do a little better. I'm optimistic as always. But if Jamal is back, I think he might be get that same little amount of work plus like a touchdown. I think he might get that like extra red zone short yard. I think that's our short yardage guy. You know, I think that's our ground and pound in it guy. So I'm excited to get him back and I'm going to give him a little bonus if he's back in my projection. All right. Relative, you know, to Kendra Miller anyway. Right. Uh, As we've talked about before, Hill, we're kind of stuck with that. He's the most utilitarian player. Um, I think he's, I think he's probably going to hit around for 10 points. I think Carr and him have developed a little bit more chemistry. If he can continue to be our top tight end guy, I think he's going to get a lot more work than he has been in that position. But again, you got to use him just because he might be a running back or a quarterback at any given moment. So true, true. true. Boom. Hill's our guy locked in at tight end. I again, once I kind of touched on it with the Kendra Miller, uh, Jamal Williams situation, and this this might come into play. I think I would still play Rashid Shahid for sure over Kendra Miller (laughs) if uh, Jamal comes back. Yeah. 
yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be flexing Shahid once again. I think he can get 20 points if he can get it together. If he could just catch a couple more than he did this past game, man, he, he could. I think he's going to have a solid 10 point floor, but especially if return yards are allowed. But Rashid, man, get it together. Athleticism and speed are only going to carry you so far. Get, study the routes. You could be a game breaker. Yeah, for sure. I'm starting him this week, and I expect 20 points. Are you starting? Are you starting him in your flex? Yes. Okay, so yeah, I think that would be the safe spot. You know, until the Saints' offense is a little bit more reliable as a whole, it's hard to like rely on anyone specifically. But Shahid does seem to be almost as consistent, if not more consistent, than Michael Thomas with the addition of potential return and big plays. Like he's getting looks, so. And he also has that opportunity that he can bust a run back on a kick on a punt, you know? Yep, exactly, exactly. And if Jesus, it seems like we might be playing from behind a lot, so we might be airing it out even more. <laughs> this next one worries me a little bit. Groupie, I'm going to project him at 12 points. I think he can do better. We're going to be at home. He'll be in the dome. If it's going to be a similar script to what we saw with the Texans, I think he can bounce back and have a good game. Bro, you know, 50% again, he's out of here. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's terrible. If he does that I mean, bad again, he he has to. Well, I think this might be like a a good separate the boys from the men game kind of for him, you know, because if he can't do it at home with no pressure at all, uh, yeah, then you gotta cut you gotta cut bad on that guy. Yeah, so I'm I'm worried about it. So all right, uh, this is kind of more in line with the Trevor Lawrence the conversation we were having earlier. The Saints defense. Uh, Jacksonville is a bottom 10 and allowing points to the defense, which will, you know, hopefully work out in our favor. So we should be able to feast. I'm projecting at least 15 points for our team. I would like to see the defense used as minimally as possible, much like in the new England game where we saw them just absolutely wreck and put up nasty numbers. I think this could be a similar situation if they're not grounded out early. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. As long as they don't ground them down, like you said in the first half. Yeah. Just staying I, up you know, for seven or eight minutes to the go, I think they should be fine. I did have the note that Lawrence is a smarter quarterback than, you know, some of the other rookies we've played, but that's clearly not going to be an issue if he's not playing. And who did you say was his backup? Oh, I don't even remember, dude. Oh, uh, shit. I'm going to have to look in that. Well, it, hopefully he does not have the chemistry with the team that Trevor Lawrence has. And, um, you know, again, we can we can take advantage of that. I doubt we're going to get too many picks or sacks, but like I'm hoping we can keep them locked down enough to just like beat them. Saints beat them. My fantasy team at least do 15 points worth of damage. They are your quarterback. You will be going up against is CJ Beathard, who has uh, today took the majority of first team reps, and that was as of three hours ago. All right. Well, I don't know who that is. I will have to do a little research, but I'm only going to have a couple days to do so. So it's not like it's going to help or matter for anything I have to do. Anyway, for my Saints fantasy team, we are up against team 80 next week in week seven. They have the likes of Herbert Akers, Jabrier Gibbs, AJ Brown, Mandrews. I love me some Mark Andrews, the 49ers defense. They have CeeDee Lamb, who is on by. I think this is going to be a winnable game for me. If I was able to put up the points in a loss against Houston, I think in a similar game script with a win against Jacksonville, this my fantasy Saints team could do well. Again, it all depends on how my opponent does, but I think this is winnable. 
Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, I see, I see you maybe having another hundred plus game. You know, mm-hmm. and I'd be, I'd be thrilled with that. I'd be thrilled with that. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a hundred point plus game. I, again, if this last week got me the win, it was ugly to see real world Saints, you know, do what they did. But at least the fantasy Saints gave me hope, which is. <laughs> torturous i guess in its own way uh i think the real world saints are going to beat the jacksonville jaguars 24 to 20 maybe a little more than that for us i know i'm optimistic and a homer but you know shit you know if the texans can put up 20 on us i can easily see jacksonville putting up 20 maybe not with trevor lawrence out we'll see i got the saints beating jacksonville i got the over in that you seem like you're taking the under what was what was the spread on what you saw? Uh I'm right, you know, right there. I'm at 44. You're right so. at it. You're so. right at it. Yeah. That sounds about right. Cool, man. Well, do you have any final thoughts on this real world saints, fantasy saints? Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug or promote? No. Personally? I'm not look, I'm about to eat dinner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Go eat dinner, man. And thank you very much for being on uh Fantasy Saints, man. <laughs> no problem, dude. It's been my pleasure. All right. Well, uh, hopefully we can pull it together as a real world team. But right now, it seems like the fantasy team is going to be just fine. At least hit the under expectation expectations that we have. So good luck to you out there fantasy wise, unless you're playing me. See you next time, team. See you next time, guys.